Updating. Five, four, three, two, let's roll! I gotta have like a 40 ounce. I'm ignorant. Call me a hipster. Awesome, dude. She doesn't know that. I do community service, but I'll still buy my chicken. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Oh yeah, you specified. <laughs> hey, what's going on? It is episode 185 of the Hammerman Podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. I, I've been I've been doing some great stuff. I've really come out of my shell this week. I I, I thought going uh, back to work and not being on vacation anymore would take me right back to where I was, but it hasn't. So I don't know where to start. So many things have happened in the last week. So. We podcasted, I think, maybe last Tuesday. Do you remember what the day it was? I believe it was Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, whatever day it was. You put it out like the next day. The following day, um, I sort of hijacked my way into the local 219 secret office party. Yeah. So let me give you a little background on that. But you've on gone that. from like reclusive curmudgeon to uh, like... <laughs> Socialite. You're like Johnny Appleseed with bumper stickers. Yeah. You're like... That sounds uh, about right. You're going to coffee places. Uh, I do go to coffee places. Just, But I mean like serious. Like you're going like where they... Where they make the coffee. They make Not the coffee, drink roast the coffee. it, toast it, grow it, show sure. it. So... So this is kind of crazy. I, you know how you know how I get. Uh, I was we've talked about it, and uh, you know we we didn't really have any interaction with Alan uh, from according to Alan from local two one nine at all really. Okay. Um, outside of uh, you know some social media stuff, but I'm speaking of me and you. And correct me if I'm wrong. You, I'm just I a little bit no, here I and have, there. I have not. Um, so. I'd been me and you had been talking and we're like, hey man, they got this studio up. We're seeing pictures online. I don't know what these guys are doing, but they, they, they look like they got a space in Crown Point. It's It's got hardwood floors. It's got brick walls. It looks like a real office space. And I'm watching everything they do. I'm watching all their videos. And I have no idea outside of this guy doing a podcast, same as me and you, how he has an office space. What does he do? I have no idea. So Right. Dude's going hard body karate. Oh, Wiggle, please. Absolutely. So I'm like, this guy must be independently wealthy. Maybe somebody... Uh, Ellen Miskowski? Is that how you say it? Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I was stewing and stewing, and I was talking to my buddy at work, and I'm, I'm like pacing. I probably had like four or five, I don't know, six cups of coffee. You're a baker's dozen smugglers in. And I'm like... Uh, how does this guy make money? How is this working out? And I, I'm going through his social media and I see he's got a picture of himself uh, on his Facebook with it, holding a brand new baby. And I, I was freaking out for this guy. So I texted him or, you know, on Instagram, direct message him. I, I, I slid into his DMs and I'm like, hey, I need your phone number. I need to talk to you. Oh, you say you're freaking out. You just mean like how... How are you doing Dude, this? I mean, my anxiety is high. I'm but not. You, I'm, but I'm, why do you have anxiety for him? Because I'm like, this is going to come crashing down. You're going to lose everything you ever had. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> I, I can't handle everything it for him. I'm like, is... hey, I, I like what this guy's doing, but I don't know what he's doing. And so I got to figure out how come he can do it and I can't. What, what What is happening here? You're projecting your anxiety onto him. Oh, I do that with everybody. So okay. this guy's no different than All anybody. Right. So I start uh, talking to him a little bit on uh, on DM. And then I said, uh, he's like, hey, you know what? Instead of talking, he goes, here's my number. Just just call me. It's just too much of text. So I call him up and immediately I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm just going to come right out with it. I'm worried about you. You're going to lose everything. Uh, you know, wh- whoever whoever's trusting you with their money... Tell them to just just give it all back. This is going to come crashing down, and this 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 is just going to be horrible for you. You have a new child. How irresponsible are you? And, and he's laughing, and I'm like, I'm I'm serious. So I'm, after I'm, you give him the doomsday I'm thing, he's like, who is this? Yeah, pretty much. I, I was just telling him, I'm like, man, I have so much anxiety, and he's he starts explaining to me, oh, you know, we're a, a, a you know a, a media company who does this and who does yeah yeah. Whatever, man. How do you make money? How do you monetize this? I'm not asking you how I can do it. I'm worried about you because I want you to tell me what you're doing, and I want to be able to like feel secure that that's going to work out for you. And he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you just want to make sure things work out for him. Yes. Okay. I, I I I was not trying to find out trade secrets. I was just I had been going back and forth with uh, my partner at work, and I'm like, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I got to ask. And like There's you a said, guy that walks around Hessville picking up cigarette butts, and I do the same thing. I'm like, dude. 
Like after a while. To what end? You're to what end? You're gonna run out of butts. So uh Anyway, he was nice enough to say, well, hey, you know, uh, this is this is what we do. Kind of give me an idea. I still I still really had no idea what he was doing because I was, I was I was high on coffee. But I said, uh, uh, I was like, man, that, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. Everything sounds real good. But still, man, you might want to double think, double, you know, double think what you're doing here and, and get a get a nine to five job and maybe do this on the side out of your basement, your garage or, or you know, whatever. Some give other a shed old, in your backyard. A good old fashioned. Yeah, but still. Exactly. Okay. And so he says, as we had heard the week before, they were planning this party. They weren't really giving out the location. They were saying, hey, we have a, a, a certain amount of tickets. They're serialized. Like we only have, I don't remember that last podcast. I said they had like 15 or 16 left or yeah. whatever it was. And that was days before. The one where they had their AC Slater intern. Yes. So he says to me, he goes, hey, why don't you come up and check out the spot? We'd love to have you. And I'm like, well, you, and you know, Ben, you know me. I'm like immediately like, yeah, it's not happening. But I'm like, yeah. I'm shining him on a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll have to see what my schedule looks. But yeah, it's not happening. Um, and uh, so he, he he's like, what's your email? And I give him my email. And immediately I get like this, an email from... Uh, I forget what the company is. It's like one of these like Evite sort of things. Okay. And it's it's specific. It has a barcode. It's super official. And I'm like, well, now what? You know, I, I and, and we, we had, he said, hey, come. I'd love to see you there. Uh, we'll have a great time and uh, we'll talk to you later. So now I have this one ticket in my hand and I'm in this situation where I go, because we were going to, we were podcasting the night I got the ticket and I, you know, I was like, hey, do I call this guy back and say, hey, Ben, maybe I should invite Ben. Maybe I should invite my wife. Is this a plus one? I, yeah. I, 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 but again, my anxiety, I, I don't want to be a gold brick. The guy gave me one ticket. It sounded like they didn't have any left. Yeah. So I spoke to you about it and I said, hey, uh, I'll let you know how it, how the food and drink was and uh, I'll right. take lots of pictures for you. You didn't assume that we were a pair. Right. Well, then my wife's like, well, why wouldn't I go? And I'm like, well, because he's sort of inviting me because I'm assuming because of the podcast is the only reason. I feel reason like I get to go before her. I would agree. I, I would agree. I mean, if we have three tickets, that's a conversation we could have. But So now I have the entire, you know, I have this ticket in my hand and I'm telling myself, like, yeah, I'm not going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. You know what? I should just go. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know anybody there. What am I going to do? And I got the impression from listening to the podcast the week before that this was a... um like like a scenester sort of uh, group. Like everybody that was invited there did something related to the area and was sort of like a um, like a I don't even like a style maker, okay. right? So so they would invite people there, and these people have the ear of other people, and will basically go, hey, we went to this guy's place. They explained what they did. They're uh, they're really nice, hospitable people. You should be in the Allen valuable and, and crew business of the, of the community. They're chipping sure. away, and then me. So, uh, I, I decided to go by myself and as I was, so we get there that the night of happens. Did you come up with like a phony sure, backstory? I, no, no, I didn't. I you, didn't know what I was going to do. Do you think you should have? No, no. I was, my plan was to, I, I have no idea what my plan was, but I showed up an hour early. I sat in the parking <laughs> lot across the street and did what? some, some pre-surveillance on the situation and made sure a recon it was all good. Yeah, the- a little recon. And, uh, so you, br- I saw- you brought your, uh, binoculars and you're in like, uh, I guess you're like hidden in sip coffee house. <laughs> well, the party starts at, I parked in the municipal parking lot of the library and the party started, you know I think crazy at seven. You sound right now? I'm crazy. The party started <laughs> at seven and I saw, uh, Rod, the manager of off square walking down the street. And I know Rod okay. and, uh, he's carrying, um, a bunch of beer. You know, him just cause you know him. Well, I know just through uh, my mutual friends. Okay. So I've known him for a while and I see him carrying these cases of beer and I, it's like a, you know, a one open tray case full of uh, off square beer for the mm-hmm. night. And, uh, I remember my brother-in-law had this great thing that he used to do where he will always carry in stuff to the party so he doesn't have to shake anybody's hand. And if somebody, he'd be like, oh, hey, what's going on? And if he sees a situation where he might have to shake hands, you'll, you would appreciate this. Love he it. turns and he's like, hey, where do I put these? And then he acts like he, he they're like right there. And then he kind of looks around for a little bit until that person leaves and he can drop it. And Gives you a escape. chance. So as we're walking up the door, I grab the, well, first the, the guy that they call Slater. Uh, I, I've never seen this person before, but uh, he was, this guy had like the earpiece. He's but at the front door. You've seen Mario Lopez though. Yeah. Yeah. So I know right away who this guy, yeah. like just from their description. Well, you, when he walks up and he's like, Hey mama. Let me wait. just tell you something. Slater has nothing on this guy. 
This, this, no? is, this was a mountain of a man. It's a handsome fellow oh, or just a mountain man? All, everything altogether. Uh, the whole so, package? Yes, the whole package. What? Dude, Mar- so so dude, this, guy, this guy is standing crazy, like he is in front of the Buckingham Palace, changing the guard. I mean, you know, one hand behind his back, he's got a, a clipboard with a piece of paper. Is this Slater doing this? Yes. And he, he basically encompasses the door frame, so you're not getting past unless he's you- Is that big uh, of a dude? Yeah. He's Whoa, a big baby. Dude. Okay. So- uh, you know, Rod says, hey, I'm here, and they check him off, and they say, Rod for two. And I go, hey, ho, 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 this ain't Rod for two. Rod has another guest. I'm by myself. And I looked at my, I said, hey, look at my name, and if it's not there, then we're Rod for two. But uh, he, I didn't want anybody to think that me and Rod had come together, and I was his his, his plus one, because I didn't, I didn't have a plus one, so whatever. Okay. So, you know, my name gets scratched off, and as I'm standing out on the street, you know, I'm not, I've never been to like a house party, office party kind of this. It's not my scene. And I can just hear, I can just hear um, uh, Biggie just bumping, you know, from the upstairs area. And I'm looking, and this staircase is like straight up. It's like a, like a 70 degree angle. And it's way up there. It's, it, it's loud. You know what? Scratch that. It was, Give me the loot. It was, it was Dr. Dre. So, so I'm, I play "Give Me the Loot" at an office party. Either way, both songs make me. As you can, you know, I, I just want you to get this feeling. So it's Dr. Dre, and I'm, I'm. It makes me more nervous because I'm like, this is totally not my element. Who's gonna be up there? Like, there's a bunch of people listening to Dr. Dre. You're like, I'm not prepared for this audio-wise. I'm not prepared for this socially. So I, I, I have the case of beer. I'm walking up the stairs. It's making you wonder why you stalked him and emailed him and then stood in the parking lot across the street for an hour. You're starting to question all these. Decisions. I was for a moment, but when I got up there, every I was clearly the the ugliest person in the room, standing. You know, a five five six and a half, five seven on a good wow. day. All, the women were all it seemed like six well, foot. I mean, I'm just saying it was it was beautiful people. Really? Yeah. And I'm looking around and, and I see Alan. He's got that thousand dollar smile. I would have bought a car from him right then and there if he would have offered. So you're, His already, whole, you're already wooed right now. But he he's doing the you know he's doing the thing where he's got to you know, kiss babies and shake hands. There was no babies there. There was you know just to let you know a lot of hands, a lot of hands. And um, you know they have markers for you to draw on the wall, you know to leave a, a nice sentiment. They have a, a huge space in there. So I basically I looked at this huge space and I found the smallest corner to, to hide myself into. And I wasn't there for 30 seconds, I'll tell you, before one of his people came up and were like, hey, who are you and what do you do? Like, but super nice. No kidding. And I was like, well, this is who I am and uh, I have a podcast. And and every everybody, whether they had heard about it before or didn't, they acted like they did. And uh, everybody was super gracious. And so then as the party, you know, people started filtering in, the music still bumping. It was like a... I don't know, like mid-90s New York hip-hop. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was should have really, been your plus one. This, I been this space, Doc's uh, provided all the food, so they had like like uh, brisket sandwiches. Doc's like little, barbecue and like, Dyer? Yeah, little brisket sliders. And oh, then they so had good. Off Square had the beer, and then Crown Brewery had uh, like a keg, I think, up there. So sounds um, awesome. Oh, it was. It was. was it was great. amazing. Everybody was dressed nice and looking good. I had a t-shirt and jeans on, but you know, did I, you feel I, underdressed and ugly? Uh, yeah, I always feel kind of that way. But I, I felt. But I, you, I mean, do you think it was justified? No, no. Okay. I think I think it was come as you were. But I'll tell you what. Um, I feel like I shined. Every interaction I had, I felt like I, I got laughs out of it. I felt I, I, I every, from, <laughs> you from everyone I went to that, and I'm glad that's why I didn't bring you because I can't, it's just too competitive, too you know? Much. Yeah. I got to have you on one side of the room and me. I've on already the other. talked way too much during your story. So, um, at the, at toward the end, I finally got an opportunity to actually get face to face with Alan and he showed, uh, he showed me the space and was talking about the future and, and what they're going to do here and what they're going to do here in this setup and, Man, I, I tell you what, uh, I still really don't know what what Alan does and what they do over there. I ha- I have an idea. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'll save that for him to explain. Nobody but, uh, does. I mean, they, we we don't have the technology. It seems like Alan knows what he's talking about, and he's got a good handle on things. And I'll tell you what, uh, I would let him watch my kids. So I mean, that's not saying much. I'd let him watch your kids too. I yeah. Well, okay. Uh, but I mean, your kid. You know. You're... With that being said. I, I couldn't I couldn't say that there I don't know anybody that's more deserving of, of such a opportunity that this guy has created for himself. So so good on him. That's and awesome. all of his people were super that cool. Sounds great, man. And it sounds like they're gonna have another party, so I hope that uh we get we, we get on that list and did you uh, uh did you meet some like 
cool people that you did not know. And yeah, did you get tons. Some good oh, and I, met, I, I finally I mean, I came face them. to face with uh, Joe Marinero. Marinero, I did. Hot damn! Yeah, How he's exactly what I thought he was going to be. I've ran awesome. him a couple times. Yeah, like Whole Foods and stuff. like yeah. that. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, I saw him from across the room, and we did the hey, he's in the middle of a conversation. I'm in the middle, but we knew we were going to gravitate yeah. toward one another. Um, so I made a bunch of uh, I made a bunch of. Um, Great conversation with people. No lasting contacts, I don't but think. Now, but now, being like just you're on your own, I mean, how does that, what do you do? Like when you, you make small talk and then you bounce and then you're just, what, hanging by the punch bowl? I well, mean, how does I, that I mean, work? So I knew Rod, so he was a good anchor. Like I could hang around with him and just small okay. talk until I saw somebody else who was, who who looked engaging or I would like, oh, and you know who else I saw? This was another great thing. I saw Annette from Small Town Coffee and I know, here's the thing. She came in for a hug slash handshake, and I was like, "Whoa, hey, you know, we—I don't know where we're at right now." And she's yeah. like, "Hey, put all that aside. Uh, we 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 drank a beer together. We had some good conversation. So and Small once Annette, coffee was there, yeah. So once and once I saw Annette, and she was super cool. So I was like, like paperwork be damned, you got to be in the same vicinity. Yeah, that's yeah. great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great, man. That's good. So no, that's uh, cool, man. I was I was legit jealous when I saw those photos. I was like, dang, man. Because I remember I wanted dude, to. You, go, you, you had talked about maybe um, just if, in like uh, there was no way you were assuming get there's that a door, plus dude. one. There yeah, was no dude, way I'd you were like, I'm with him. Or I'm no with, way. I'm with Alan. You could have went with Rod though. You could have got him on Rod second. Slater, like, look, I know you're a big two, but like, I'm with Alan or whatever, and I do a but podcast and just make up something. You you you've done a couple leg breaker moves before where you could get past. You know, fake right, move left, whatever. But I well, think do you remember like an American Gladiators? But remember American Gladiators? It wasn't about like winning the match. It was just about getting past and throwing the ball. And then they just give up. Throwing the ball into that trash can thing. That's all I got to do. Once you I'm hope. in, it's like I grab an off square. You hope so. Yeah, it's all hope but, at that point. So so everybody was super engaging, super nice. And um, from that, it gave me the courage to... I, I was on another podcast. But just I to made clarify my first this, podcast though, appearance. Go just ahead. to clarify this, though, you're talking about the Local 219, local 219 podcast. The Local like 219 the, crew. And then according to Alan is a, is the podcast. But and I think there's they, also the local two. Now, Alan can can hit me on social media or go on his podcast or whatever to clarify if I'm wrong. But mm. so the local 219 podcast, I think, is it's when it's him and, and his group of people having a conversation about their business and what they got going on. According to Alan is when he brings somebody else in, but it's all under the same banner. You understand? Yeah. So it's hosted by the same internet host or by the same hosting website. But they call it according to Alan when it's Alan one on one with a, a special guest. Different segment, kind of sure. different, different. Yeah, uh, just a, just a different uh, outline or layout or, or, or whatever. Well, it's probably a little bit. Um, it's just focused differently, right? Like it's yeah. just him and his buddies kicking it, talking about something like their favorite beers or whatever. Was the right. Last one I and basically to. talking about their experience and they're building their company and, and as opposed to like what it is that you do. Right, and then he'll interview people from the community that are like you know cool people or whatever, and it'll be like a straightforward interview. Yeah, about I listened that to person. one where they were talking about the GameStop where they they got some kid a job, uh, they got him a job at the GameStop. They, mm-hmm. Like he was looking for a gig. Uh, I forget what he had like like a disability or impairment or something, but it was it was super cool. Dude, can Al? I mean, can 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 Alan be better? Mensch. Is it possible? Seems like he's a mensch. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> well, that's cool, man. I'm, so, I'm glad it was fun. I was I was for real jealous. So prepared to, to be even more jealous because uh, so the, a, fi- a week later, which would have been yesterday. Yeah, it's like I'm not even on this. I mean, it's like what am I just? Uh... Well, I feel like there was an opportunity a long time ago to be on WJOB. I balked at it. You stepped right in and were like, "I'll, I'll be your Huckleberry," and you did it. Yeah. And forever, I regretted the fact that I didn't do it because <laughs> you basically were like, "Hey." You should have done it. Why? You, you know, and I, I, I just didn't want to do it. I, I, I fumbled like, a punchline on a joke. I made a few. He wasn't years. listening anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> Jed was rolling on. <laughs> oh, through. Yeah. Jed was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you went to a bank and uh, there was uh, it, it totally you reminded some me change in and there was a hot chick teller. And, uh, of one of my favorite, the, the Harry Sharer uh, moment, I think it's in uh, Wayne's World 2. Where they're talking, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he's like talking over and like honking <laughs> horns and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. but Madhouse, boring Madhouse. <laughs> that being said, I, I I always regretted that I didn't seize that opportunity. And I'm 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 pretty sure if 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 that if we wanted to, we could probably get on there again and and, and do something with him. But, wow. um, I this opportunity came up to be on this podcast called um, 
musically meditated. Mm. Uh, this guy, Joe Riley, is the host of that, and it's out of that, that Green Door Podcast Network. And if you saw that story, which this is what brought yeah. our attention to it a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, our friend Joe Pete uh, did another story um, highlighting area podcasts, and it even mentioned us in the story again. So kudos to him. Yep, yep. Uh, about these guys at Green Door, and this guy... Uh, Sretin Jovanovic, so he he's basically like the producer, owner um, of this Sretin. podcast. Yes, Sretin. Okay. Um, and so he he's he's like the owner, uh, developer of this this podcast network along along with Joe, who I think was like the first guy who came along and and said, "Yes, you have the podcasting equipment and you can produce it. I'd love to do a podcast." So those guys sort of came together and 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 I believe started the first podcast, which is musically meditated and then more have come with other people while Sretton is like the producer and um you know runs all the boards and everything for these other podcasts and yeah. basically develops talent and, and I puts remember us all the out article. Under his name. I remember reading the article. So uh this is crazy. Uh just like everything else with how we got on WJOB by a listener basically calling WJOB and saying, Hey you guys should have these <laughs> yeah. guys on. So yeah. what happened again? Yeah. So uh your friend of mine, uh Keith Goff and um, Gabe, smartest dude on Twitter, Gabe from Grindhouse. Two guys who I have I have never met in person, but have have interacted with on social media. Oh, really? And through that, I think like um, I've seen Gabe a hundred times. Me too. Going to get coffee, me too. But I've never said like anything. I have like, the I same experience. Like he you. he clearly knows who I am. I clearly know who he is. I just know. We who just I don't. Am. We just don't. I mean, I just because of Instagram. Like he sees pictures of me, so oh. he clearly knows who I am. Yeah, I'm but, in the shadows. It's like a one way. But uh, we're fine with whatever our relationship is. But he was nice enough to basically. Those guys were both on this podcast, and. Um, they said, Hey, you should reach out to Dave, uh, from the Hama man podcast and have him in here because from what we hear about him, you know, him talking about on his podcast and we see on his social media, he's a guy that's a little bit older than us. That was definitely into the hardcore punk rock scene, uh, and the skateboarding scene 10 years before most of us. Cause I'm, I'm a little bit older and, uh, he's real passionate about that scene and that music. So he'd be a cool person to talk to also was in bands and everything like that. So. That's what happened. Joe reached out. He said, hey, these people told me that you'd be a good guest. I've listened to your podcast, so I know you understand podcasting. You're the quote-unquote OG of podcasting in the area. You guys have the longest-running podcast, so I'd love to have you on and talk. And oh, yeah. um, that's what happened. And again, I was like super reluctant. Like uh, I told him yes right away, but I was like, how am I going to get out of this? You know? Yeah. I've never been mm-hmm. in a situation where somebody else drove the conversation. And I... and. You, I, you always say you're, you're the sniper. You're, you're, I'm not a, um, what do you call that? I'm the counter puncher. Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're also a lot better, I think on the fly of, um, improv, improv. Like, yeah. You know, where, where I have stories that I already have. Yeah. You're a really good head. storyteller. I just sort of like talk. Nonsense. So this was going to be a script flip for me where somebody's going to sit down and ask me questions on the spot and I'm going to have to just be in the moment. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can be as charismatic and, and, and amazingly hilarious as I am normally in that situation. <laughs> yeah, that's a high bar. Definitely knew for I sure. could have the ego. Um, sure. So Joe was like, hey, come on down, 7 o'clock Tuesday. Here's the address to, to the studio. And um, Now, at what point did you demand, hey, this is a package deal? <laughs> at all at all times like i don't i don't we don't do just one of well, us all right i'll tell you what this is what he was basically open to whatever but i was i was like if we're going to talk specifically about this then i need to be there talking to you about it because this is just something i know about yeah and sure. so you know there will obviously be an opportunity uh, for you to go in there no, i'm dude, assuming I'm well hold on i'm just I saying like, like flavor flavor be like yeah like, what's <laughs> like yeah boy but i just said hey i'm gonna seize this opportunity to do something i i, I always wanted to do no, for I, sure. I like his podcast is is one of the ones i i love because if you guys are talking about punk i know almost not i'm like that's the wrong dude to be on there for sure so so he was like hey i really like he's like oh it'll be cool he, so we're texting back and forth and he's like let's let's put together sort of like a structured outline of what we're going to talk about and uh, i don't want to pull back the curtain too much You're but like, no nah, man that's not how we do it he's we like wing I, it. I really like black flag and i'm assuming you like black flag and i'm like yeah he's like all right cool we'll talk about black flag and instantaneously he's writing 
because uh, I see it after my, I immediately hit send. I was like, yeah, I, I'm all about Black Flag until Rollins shows up. And he's like, I'm all about Black Flag as soon as Rollins shows up. Like, oof. So I'm like, yeah, oof. So I basically said, hey, if it were up to me, I'd, I'd tell you that uh, totally more influential to me is the Circle Jerks than Black Flag was anyway. So we can do the Black Flag thing and the Circle Jerks thing. And, and you can you can speak. That's two perspectives uh, then. Yeah. Like, no, it is. But I mean. It's great. Um, it's good. The one thing about their podcast and listening to it is, uh, and this is this is a great thing, is they're extremely positive. Like if, if Joe, if somebody else brings something up, uh, whether Joe knows about it or he he's not his favorite thing, he he doesn't he doesn't tend to shit on it. And I was like, that's not a world I live in, Oof, you know. Yeah, so that's... I was that that's part of the issue. I was like, dude, how am I going to go on here? I pretty much hate everything everyone likes except uh, you know what I like. Yeah. So be a missing missing the rope. I decided I was going to go in there and just have a, be as positive as these guys and see what happened. And, uh, uh, it, and, I think do, it, and do positivity in punk rock, uh, is there is there room there to well, do that? For those guys, so so basically what he's saying is I think he's like mid-30s and he's like, yeah, you know, when I, I got in the punk scene a little bit later um, and when I got into it, there was like this, it, there was this movement, I would call it like, like emo, posi-core, like it's like hardcore music, but a lot of it is like, talking about like, you know, taking care of the earth and uh, love your brother and raising other people <laughs> up. And I was like, again, man, I don't come from that world. I come from the world of like, I got into punk like, rock like 100% to like, down. yeah, let's yeah. let's destroy everything in our sight. That's what I meant. Like positivity and punk rock don't normally go we together. Just, so I had told him, I heard him talking on one of his shows about that was his experience. And I said, this is going to be great because I'm going to give you the complete polar opposite and maybe it's just that we both heard the same thing but we decide to inter our brains interpret it differently which no, i do with a lot way, of people. it's a good way to see it that's good so uh we sat down and i think i think we did uh almost like a tight hour and uh it was an awesome experience dude and i, and I gotta tell you uh, you and you were saying like i was texting you about it and i was just like guffawing and you're like hey uh, who is this <laughs> Because <laughs> it's just not usually my style to to dote yeah. on any any particular thing that's not mine. So, but I was yeah. like, dude, th- this guy Sretton and what he has going on, and Alan and Joe, um, they are exactly where they're exactly same mindset as me. And I, I saw the passion in these guys, and these guys built their own studio, both of them. And they're just saying like we're gonna we're gonna go out there, we're gonna make it happen, totally DIY ourselves, we're not waiting for someone else to do it. We're gonna Love do it. it. Um, that's awesome. So, so Sretton also has, there's a wrestling podcast. I think it's called juice pro. Uh, okay. So it's a, it's geared toward like, you know, WWE when wrestling, you, pro wrestling, pro wrestling. Okay. And then they have one called uh pricks on flicks. It's guys talking about movies, pricks on flicks. Yeah. P R I X on F L I X. And so when I was leaving the studio, those guys were there and I was high on life. Like I, I, we went out before to have a couple of drinks. I decided not to drink because I wanted to stay on point. You went out before the show? Yeah. I got there like an hour early, of course. And Joe's like, well, hey, he, Dude, he told me, he's like, come early. What are you doing? Well, he's like, come early so we could have a drink. So I did. And so I and just happened to be, drink. I happened to be coming early anyway. And so it just worked out. You're like, he I'm had, already, I'm already in the parking lot. No, he, he, he had a drink, but I was like, that usually takes me. I was just so like, I don't want to even be a little bit off my game. I got to be on my game. got to represent. Well, dude, a lot of like, when you listen to, I had to do a lot of factory calling. No, I know. And not only that, but like you listen to a lot of podcasts and almost all of them are amateur or whatever. Like the ones, you, you know, that, that I get into are, and, uh, there is that that theme of like, do we like smash beers and do this podcast? And it's not that there's anything wrong with that other than the final result is a lot sloppier than you'd intend. Like I... We've I, done it. Well, well, yeah. When when we started this, I don't know if you... Well, of course you remember I'm drinking now. <laughs> but like I used to... I, like I'd burn through a six pack right. during a show or whatever. You know, of, at least, of, like, of like hefty stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah like... Because uh, uh, it was like to me, it's like it's it's like almost like like when you start playing in a band, it's like, dude, let's get on stage, let's slam beers, let's rock out. After a while, you go, that was a great time, but there's people in the audience, and it may not have sounded as good right. to them. So like now, like I'll do a, what I have a couple beers, maybe or sometimes coffee. Uh, nothing against people that do it, but that's a prevalent theme in podcasting as far as like, well, it everything on everything doing. is your topic plus beer, and that's cool. But you've been doing this a while and longer than me even. 
and you're just not that big of a drinker, but like you have a little bit of respect for the listener as far as like we can party, but we don't want the the right the quality. Somebody to needs suffer. to be here to pull the, the the train back on the rails. Yeah, but like if you remember in the beginning, um, you Dude, know, I used to get wasted. I had show. I, 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 I know, to go back and listen. I to had it. draw race boards with like outlines so you would see, and I would point to it like, "Dude, <laughs> yeah. this is the next topic." Like we're transitioning because I didn't. Like wanna, it's been five minutes. We got to jump. <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah, it used yeah. to be we would both come in with like twenty five things to talk about. We try to jam it all in there. So anyway, we've learned over time. But I will tell you that uh, the, these guys, these guys are at least you know, musically meditated, like Joe has a great radio voice. He, he gets it. He does. And, and, and yeah. so like, he's a good interviewer. Cause I, I was talking to him. I'm like, he basically told me through email. He's like, Hey, just so you know, I'm going to be interviewing you. And so later on when I met him in person, I go, I get it. I get it. Like I picked up on what you're saying. Like understand that because I'm a powerful force, this is my show. And the way it has to work is I'm interviewing you. So I'll ask you a question. Then you answer the question. I don't need you to ask me questions be because you're not shit. interviewing yeah. me. You know, that's for when we do something else. And so again, um, that's something behind the scenes, but it's like, I get it. And you, you have to have that discipline. That's a smart move on his part. Cause sometimes you got on a mic and you just want to, especially when you don't, know, he, he doesn't know me. You know what I mean? We, we, yeah. we, we, we have zero table talk together. We, we've, we've been together for 15 minutes before you guys meet we in the middle of the, the ring and just start swinging. So, uh, I would say, I, I, it was so smooth where I was just like, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm thinking about getting rid of you and bringing that guy aboard over here." That makes sense. I get it. <laughs> so I get it. Um, I listened to their Deftones episode today for the, uh, the uh, birthday of Deftones self-titled album, and I was listening to it while I was just cleaning my house. And there was like ten times when I wanted to like call in and be like, "Ooh, I got a story for that. Like, I got something to add." Uh, I mean, that was tailor made for me because I'm a huge Deftones fan. But uh, and that's why I think it'd be cool. Great podcast, like with with Joe. He's willing to, or or at least I get the impression he's willing to. If you said, like for instance, I wanted to, I'm really in love with these three albums, or or this this specific subgenre, and I know a lot about it, I I could speak intelligibly on it. He'd be like, let's come in and, and break it down, and that would you know you could it could make for great radio. He just. I don't think he has any formal radio training. Like I, I went to school for radio for a little bit. I, I'm pretty sure he did not, but he's one of those guys that just has that natural ability to just. He's a chill dude who makes the conversation uh, so relaxed and, um, and controlled. You just can't you can't help but have a great uh, conversation with the dude. So, um, yeah, I, you no one will probably hear me do this again where I'm like I'm just totally on uh, jocking somebody but or some people yeah. both 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 those groups of people. Is this podcast going to be one of those weird episodes like when you watch MASH and it's like in the seventh season you go, oh, this is all shot from the perspective of some Vietnamese yeah. soldier. Like the, the Breaking Bad with the fly. Like, I don't yeah. know. They went yeah, off the rails the on that one episode. episode. Everything else was cool, but if you look back on 185, this is like this this is very is, weird. It's all from the like POV of, a, of, a, of an injured North I'm, Korean. You know what? I'm making moves. So, you know, I, I've I, I've been going to these breweries and taking pictures of the, you know, our, putting our stickers up and, and just trying to do as Dude, much. ever since you floated. Yeah, you're not it, the same. I, I'm telling you, you're not the same. Something happened to you in that tank, Gloria. I need a I need another float, <laughs> preferably for free, just so I can make sure that uh, <laughs> that, that it works. Something, and that this is hopefully maybe it'll take me back the I other way if I float you again. Don't float again, right? Because I I like to see money moves. I like to see things moving and happening. All right, like you're gonna float again. You're gonna come back. And you like you know what I thought about dude and uh, screw all these podcasts. They're all dumb. And like I I quit. <laughs> like, like you're just gonna just curmudgeon full blown. Yeah, that could happen. We can't afford that. That's, I mean, like as far as like emotionally, we can't, we can't handle that. <laughs> well, what happened to you while I was out having fun? Oh gosh, dude, nothing good happened. To you me. played uh, your last show. Yeah, where you were in the band. Yeah, played my last. Did full. you have that as something you wanted to talk about? No, but can fine. you talk about it? Sure, yeah. Because I'd like to talk about. Yeah, it too. I did my last um, full band gig with One Timer, which was my band. Um, I'm sure I will write music. I'm sure I will play things out I will perform uh as a as a as a wise man in the Whole Foods warehouse in Munster, Indiana once told me artists got art. So I'm sure it'll come out in some shape or fashion. But uh as far as like practicing and learning new covers and blah blah blah, one timer is at least taking an an indefinite break. So we did our last show at Wild Rose on seven twenty seven, July twenty seventh, I believe. And it was great, man. A bunch of people came out. You came out. 
I did. You I, had positive. I've been there several times. You so had nice things to say about the band too, and I was like, "Who is? What's going on?" I feel like in that Seinfeld, like when Jerry answers the phone and the Bizarro Jerry. Who is it that call, no? But who is it that always calls him and he goes, "Who is this?" You know, know what I'm talking about like I don't even. Really I think Kramer. Whatever. Well, <laughs> that's what I felt like. Uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a uh, it was a cathartic experience. It was cool. It was nice. It was uh, well. So I have to ask. My wife was like, "Hey, you know, Kojak was there." Kojak gets up on stage. Yeah, he, he, he rocks out a yeah, song. Yeah, he did. Another dude is that the other guy with Kojak? Is that hit one of his people? No. Who's the other guy that was up there? Geronimo Salazar. I don't know who that is. Geronimo Salazar. Uh, he's a local musician. Also, he he played musician. No uh, disrespect on my part. I mean, I'm no, sure everybody yeah, else knows no, him. I, I just, I'm no Geronimo's a cool dude. He plays uh, locally and uh, he plays bass. And he had contacted me before, and he'd actually jumped on 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 set with us before. So basically, we had a few people that oh, and Doc from uh, the Rack Brothers, the Rack Brothers is a local band hmm. that they're um they're just a real a really tight local band that plays covers and stuff. And basically, these guys have been watching us for years, and we've been watching them for years. And they were like, "Hey, man, we're gonna come out. You mind if we jump on?" And it's like, "Yeah." So Doc came on and played bass. Geronimo played bass. Kojak was there, and he didn't necessarily want to do it. But I was just like, "Dude, you're here. You like, know it, would, it just makes sense. It does make sense." Which also is crazy because I had "Kiss Me Deadly" by Lita Ford in my pocket. <laughs> And nobody asked me to come up and play. Never came up. No, I didn't. I've been. You must uh, you know, have been smoking a cigar outside. I was smoking a cigar because I thought my wife call. was like, "Well, hey, Kojak went up. Like, I thought Ben was. You were gonna surprise me and get up there." And I'm like, "Nah." No, no. There was an open. We we're like, hey, we're about to do this. Kiss me deadly and uh, crickets. So. You, mi- you missed. You missed out, dude. You, I told you, you should have been playing that song. You didn't do it, but uh, I had it ready. I was it's not that it's a call. bad idea. It's just I've never heard the song still. <laughs> but I mean, if I do, I'm going to be like, dang it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. I, 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 I will tell you, hats off again. Um, and th- this is, I've, I've seen your band before where I was like, okay, yeah, they're, they're, they're cool, but yeah. I, I, it's a cover I don't band. Know, How I don't know. Gonna, I don't well, know. Just a cover it was band, super but. tight this time. And, and I know there's been the last like four or five times I haven't been out, uh, since you added the new guitar player and there's like some lineup changes and things. And I remember the, the last time I came, the new guitar player was just added. So yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like getting used to, but right, whatever right. kinks needed to be worked out were worked out. And uh, I would say that at least I probably saw you guys maybe like five times. And this was without a doubt the best performance. No, that's without cool. a doubt. That's good. The best performance from you guys. Yeah. As good so, as we can do. I, we you know, but yeah, but it was cool, man. It was, a, it was a good show. Kojak came up and I try to do like a lot of times um, lately, like I'll end the show. If we do acoustics, I'll end the show. I'll do the, uh, like a Nirvana cover of lead, lead belly where did you sleep last night and it was you know my last time with this band so they were like you gotta do it you gotta play it it's like all right cool i got a couple of beers me i'll do it and uh i wasn't playing acoustic all night so i grabbed brandon's guitar uh and you think you, you guys are gone at this point but i grabbed the guitar it's like this cool thing i'm just it's just me right so i'm gonna play i'm gonna sing this song it's gonna be like like kind of like kurt did it by himself and uh Sure as shit, like I stepped on a cord. The cord came out, like unplugged. So I had to grab the thing. Then the strap, like, um, became undone off of the, you know, like uh, on the on acoustic, it mm-hmm. grabs to the the nut at the bottom. And uh, the strap came off. The cord came out, and it was like I was like, you know what, dude, just <laughs> screw all this. Just I'm just gonna I'm gonna break Brand's guitar. That'll be like a good ending to it. And everybody was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. So I had grabbed the cord, plugged it back in, and just assumed position and just just finished the song but uh i ended up doing the whole song and finishing it uh as good as well as i could but yeah it was fun that was good it was it was it was a good show i thank everybody for coming out and supporting and you guys that did not come and see one timer uh well i don't know you'll have to see another you have to see fractions of it or portions of it or something like that but at some point you got to start uh I'm at I'm at that that age where you know, I got two kids and a full time job and you have to start going like well, how much time can I devote to? No, you know things, what? You know, I'm 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 raging against the dying of the light. <laughs> I, I've okay. I, we're switching places. Oh, Captain! My it's captain. like what's that movie where uh, uh, the mom and daughter go? We they both go. I wish Freaky I could be Friday. you for a day. That this is yeah. what's happening here. 
Like you're, you're becoming like I got I have to be conservative and I need to be there and uh, <laughs> and make sure my kids eat dinner every night. We have a family right. conversation and I'm like, hey, I'm going to Greenbush with my buddies. I uh, tell my family like yeah. later on. What you say makes a lot of sense. It's just that in the upholstery business, I work shift work. Yeah, no, and I get so that. That, that. That does stink. That, dude, if I was like 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, I would probably this we wouldn't be having this conversation. But at some point, you got to go. I don't know. Nobody, nobody cares about that. But if there is anybody else in a similar situation where it's like you have two free days a week where your where family sees you at all, mm-hmm. uh, and you book those two to play at a bar in... Sheriffville or something and you're playing Simple Man for the 800th time and there's like you know two drunk girls dancing in front you start to go like why did I like what you know what I mean you start to have that moment where you go like even if people are loving it you go well I think you know I you could be what? watching Crudes for the I'll tell you this time you, you know as well as I do you, you, you can't get too far from it It won't. you will not be allowed you, you will not allow no. yourself to so at least whether you're at Bulldog playing an acoustic show or you know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. you don't do all the prep where it's a full band. It'll and find its way some, w- without a doubt. I'm thinking, without yeah, for sure. So that'll happen, and uh, I don't know. But as far as just full, full band, and I'm not even saying one timer will never play again. It's just for now. Well, like, they're gonna play without you. They're, Actually, yeah, they're gonna be two timers. I'm thinking Hey-o. about joining the band because I work straight Monday through Friday, and I don't have a band. Dude, you can play bar chord. That's all I do. Yeah, no, I could definitely play. Bar You're all course. up in it. But see, I got that shredder now up and running, so I, I I could do a little more than that. Dude, I uh, okay, we touched on that, but this is as positive and as exciting as a week as it's been for you. It's been the opposite for me because I okay, even I've, Steven, I'm I, up. You're down. That's it. It's all about balance. Now listen, uh. If you guys have listened to the show before, you know that I I made a bet where I win nothing and go through excruciating pain by not eating any chips until next Super Bowl. Um, And when when I go a whole year without eating chips, all I get to do is go, see, told you so. Uh, So that's not the best bet that I've ever come up with in my life. However, it's getting worse because I'm not going to say, obviously I'm drinking beer right now. I'm not going to say I'm not going to... Oh, not gonna drink any more beer, but but listen to this. I gotta chill out on the beer too. I gotta slow down. And here's why. Have you heard of Brewers Droop? Is that a new brewery in Michigan City? Yeah, they're really good. They make a lot of uh heavy sours. Heavy <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they make a lot of sours. Well, I was sitting there talking about caloric intake and uh, I gotta stop eating chips and blah blah blah. My buddy Lupe goes, Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I had to knock out beer too. And I'm like, why? And he goes, ah, oh, you know, because like brewers droop and stuff. You know, this is bad. I go, dude, what are you talking about? Don't, don't, don't take this from me, please. Don't take this last thing from me. And he says, brewers droop. Now he had it. He had the terms a little bit confused. He thinks that brewers droops are like man titties. Mm-hmm. It's a different thing. Brewers droop is like uh, another name for like that's uh, weed smokers droop. Here's it's it's linked to all. Forms of like lethargy and just oh, like right. uh, uh, Cheeto droop, too much sugar, squeeze cheese, easy cheese droop, yeah, uh, like Cheetos mix droop, uh, Dorito droop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of these. Well, dude, I start Googling Brewers droop. Turns out that's another form of like Brewers droop is like whiskey dick. Basically, you drink too much. Oh, Ben, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's end the podcast no. there. All right, everybody, that's episode. Dave had a good weekend. I had a little bit of problems toward toward, toward the evening portion. No, uh, <laughs> but Brewer's Droop is like whiskey dick. That's not what I'm having. But, but I stopped eating chips because what I say, I was like, dude, my weakness is at night. I just drink beer and eat chips, right? This is my problem. Well, I was like, I'm not going to knock the beer out. It turns out the beer might be, I mean... Just, just, just equally guilty. It turns out so. I, I, I googled this because I want to know what Brewers Droop is. Now, listen to this. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Hops were historically used in herbal medicine pre 1500s to treat insomnia as a source of phytoestrogen to help with menopause and endometriosis among women. Dude. We all think it's cool to drink beer, right? Like, like men go like, oh man, like get a big ass beard. Like we're like, like sleeveless leather, get on a Harley and slam some beers. Nah, no man. No, no, no. You might, all that cool stuff you think you're doing, 
you're actually getting phytoestrogens all up in you. Hops might have also been used to reduce sexual desire among monks, though it's difficult to substantiate. It's just because they passed out. Well, yeah, yeah. Dude, did anybody ever, side note to that, anybody ever tell you that like the reason they made breakfast cereals was so that dudes wouldn't get wood? No. Okay, my doctor, real, real family doctor, like my actual MD. Well, I've always told you a doctor can either graduate at the top or the bottom of his class, and you never know which it is, but I think we figured figured out what happened Guess which one I got. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I last time I went in for a routine physical, we had to do twenty minutes on. Oh yeah, dude, the whole Kellogg's thing was just to keep crazy. There's there's theories out there that I wish. See, this is where we need a producer. I need them to like punch it in. Right. There's theories out there that in these mental hospitals where people were crazy, they would stuff them full of corn flake, corn flakes, frosted flakes, Lucky Charms, whatever they had at the time. Well, I could tell you Cheerios is probably a boner killer for sure. Cheerios, just, a plain cheer, just a plain Cheerios. Dude, if you ever tried to eat a bowl of grape nuts and get horny ever, like, is that even like, imagine this. No, Cocoa Puffs, yeah. Maybe you could go cuckoo or do whatever. But yeah, a Little big bowl of cereal. Pop. I have been told that, and I've looked this up too online. I'm not going to look it up now because it's not the kind of show we do. But they say like in mental hospitals, they were shoving these people full of like bran flakes and all these corn cereals because that would lower their sex drive. Why they wanted the sex drive in these mental hospitals lowered, not 100% certain. But they did want that to happen. I don't think they wanted a bunch of crazy people having sex. Dude, imagine if they were drinking beer and eating breakfast cereal. I mean, there's your population problem solved right there. Mm. So that's where we're at. So I'm worried about Brewer's Troop. And this is where the term Brewer's Troop comes in because, of course, you've all heard that when you're too drunk, you can't keep it up. But is this information really scientific? There haven't been any studies done to prove evidence to Bunner's claims. Yes, hops contain phytoestrogens, but to what extent can consumption of IPAs lead to man boobs or other estrogen-related issues in men? Is Brewer's Troop caused by hops or just drinking too much? Now, the article ends up saying, of course, don't let this stop who, who you. Who wrote this article? Written, you yeah, know, I mean, a lot of smart Christopher people. Christopher Hitchens? This, Dawkins? This, this, lot of, All these naysayers. Oh, listen to you with the Dawkins. and the, Oh, G, did a genius write this? I'm not sure. <laughs> this is Leisha Bouchak at the Medical Daily. Next thing you're going to see is God doesn't exist. <laughs> There's just no proof. I haven't been convinced otherwise. Of course, don't let this prevent you from drinking IPAs if you're a dude. The amount of phytoestrogen actually consumed in a few IPAs isn't going to directly give you man boobs. Besides, the phytoestrogen is frequently found in foods like soybeans, wheat, beans, carrots, potatoes, and even coffee and marijuana. Are you listening, dudes? It's unnecessary to steer away from hoppy beers, and the only concern a man should have when drinking a lot is the caloric intake, which is likely to be the biggest contributor to beer gut and man boobs. So here I am freaking out. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'll be 100% honest with you. Me being worried about whiskey dick is super low on, on the totem pole, not because I'm some alpha male, but because I'm just not that. Here's the thing. If I'm slamming beers and watching Curb Your Enthusiasm at 2 in the morning, getting laid's probably, um, you know, at least 600, 700, like down on the list of things that are probably going to happen. No one ever goes, dude, so here I was playing. Here I was playing NHL 18, right? I'm slamming beers and playing hockey. Then I decide I'm going to cram in last week with John Oliver. All of a sudden, lady starts nudging me. She's horny, you know what I mean? She wants to get at it. It's never occurred in anyone's lifetime ever. You show me the one dude that plays video games, slams beers, and then watches HBO like me, and then their wife's like, hey. You know what? I'm kind of into what you're doing right now. It doesn't happen. So I'm not worried about whiskey dick, but I am worried about man boobs. I'm worried about it because everyone should be. So what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to... Stay off the internet. I know this article said this, but listen. The point is this. You want me to get rid of chips and beer, dude? Are you still not eating chips for real? For real. You have not had one. No, and it sucks bad. Speaking of which, at what point... Oh, I, I think you say call, I, I want to. I want to give it up because I want to go. Like, hey, I've proved my point, you, dude. You've come. You've come too far now. See, now, but yeah, but I have to be the guy that when I, I went a whole year and they go, why? And I go, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I've told you before. I've, I, I'm the kind of guy that reads. I'll, I'll find out in the first chapter a book sucks, and I'll, 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 I'll go all the way through the thing just to say I did it. 
Yeah. Even so, if I have to read the first three chapters five times to even understand what's going on. So I'm bummed out about the Brewer's Troop. I didn't even know that was a term. And once I found out it was a term, I was like, oh, dude, well, fucking, I mean, forget it. Because now, you know what I mean? Now, now, now is, what am I supposed to do? Go home and drink uh, water and eat celery? And if I did, I'd, I'd probably be yoked, right? I'd be like, I'd be good looking. Maybe. Not good know. looking, but for the know. neck down. I think, uh, I think your best bet is to just stay off the internet. Uh, you're in the gym all the time anyway. Yeah, but so still. I mean, you you had the, you had the 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 moxie, the guts to wear that tight t-shirt. Yeah, that tight shirt. Was, and and I, a lot of people made, like, a lot of people commented on this. I know, I know. And here's the thing about the t- on on the last show we had at one time where I threw on a. Like it was gray, gray too, gray which is very contour. Like it, it contours. It was like a grayish, blackish shirt. Now, what this was is shark skin. I don't know if it's supposed to be like an undershirt or whatever, but it's like it's just a shirt. I bought it from like this, whatever. It's still like a three pack of shirts. Yeah, but it's one of those athletic fit, like tapered. Yeah. So it's like very body mold. Yeah. My my. You look thick... like Corey Glover from uh, In Living Color. <laughs> is, it, is he a rapper? Those, like no, remember when they used to wear those body suits? Abandoned. You, you don't remember In Living Color? Oh, the group Living yes. Color. Living Color. That's okay. Right. Yes. I was like, is, was he, which which Wayne brother was that dude? Uh, no, but I had a gray Black shirt. Guy, on. Dreadlocks. I had a gray shirt. Admittedly, it was pretty tight. But my thinking was like, like my crazy brother Mark said to me once. He was like, dude, I want to be like, like, like Louis C.K. or Steve Jobs. Like they just wear black shirts, and then they don't have to worry. Yeah, but about- they wear like loose fitting ones with stains on them to really show that they well, don't care. My brother Nate retorted, "Yeah, but those dudes were geniuses, right?" Man. So the the point was, I don't know how to dress. I don't know how to look cool. I don't know how to look cool like on stage. I don't know how to look like I'm in a band. Well, what's funny is, is you guys, you guys, your band name is derivative of, of, of like a hockey play. Yeah. Yet nobody wears anything hockey related. There's no, no hockey. It's too hacky. No well, hockey anything. It's hacky hockey. It's yeah. I don't know. No, I, 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 we've done that before. Like just. Oh, you have? Well, but like when the Hawks were in the playoffs, we wore stuff. But, uh. So I thought by me wearing a gray shirt, I'll take the thought out of it. I don't have to worry about looking <laughs> no, cool. No, you probably got more comments on the shirt. Oh, my God. Yeah, Every like, guy dude. immediately feels like inferior, like Ben's up there commanding the crowd, and, and people are listening to what he has to he's say, and he's rocking tight, out, and he has shirt. a tight shirt on, and he's looking good, and everyone's like, i got <laughs> yeah. to chop this guy down. At the Every, well, it's immediate, immediately when he comes off stage to get a drink, the first comment I have to make <laughs> is about how stupid he looks in that shirt. Yeah. Or people go like, You should take that as a compliment, honestly. It's or like how a, many people that go like, dude, like you're looking small, but you know they mean just like your shirt's too tight. Well, I you, you remember back in the it. day, like everybody, ju- they would just hate, you know, Ashton Kutcher or uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like anybody that was like a heartthrob, guys would yeah. be like, that guy, he sucks. Yeah. You know, because like, a fig. Yeah, right. Fig up there playing music on stage. So, I, yeah, I wore a tight gray shirt. But I really, I honestly did it because I didn't want to think about my clothes. Ended up being the opposite. So, uh, dude, real quick though, I don't know if you have any more topics. Yeah. But have you seen Sasha Baron Cohen's new show? No, no. Are you are you not going to watch it because you're um, I just don't watch TV. No, I just don't watch TV. Dude, so. you got to watch it. Tell me you'll watch at least like. Get, I mean, I, I like them, two so episodes. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I saw. I saw some people giving you some blowback on on Twitter about it, and I'm just like, I mean, comedy is comedy. I wouldn't take it that personal. But, was you I know, getting blowback? Yeah, somebody was I like, I don't like him, and he not, sucks, not or you know, comments. I don't like that. I, I don't get into that like low grade, you know, whatever. That kind of like ambush humor, and I was just like, "Well, you know, whatever." I That's think what he does. I think, and they also were saying that, that Borat was a terrible movie, so that immediately like who said? I gotta start looking yeah, at my Facebook. Back. You were more. arguing back and forth, so oh, so maybe I did. I just yeah. forgot. But Borat's but, not Borat, dude. I'm I'm that dude. Like when you like make fun of like bros for like still doing the Borat, you're talking about me. Yeah, I don't care. No, we know. I don't care. It's, it's great. Most I'm, times you don't listen back, and I've deleted it out of the podcast, so these people don't know their button. <laughs> like, I don't have any qualms about it. I never it. stop you. Do your thing. I don't mind. Just make sure you have a long pause before and after. Dude, there's two. <laughs> Hold on. Perfect. Okay. So, my thing is like, dude, if you want to do Kip Dynamite, Napoleon Dynamite, and Borat, I'll be like 65, and somebody will go like, high five, and I'll do it. Like, it's cool with me. It doesn't have an expiration date as far as I'm concerned. So I know people go, like, oh, it's so old. That's fine. It's You know what? Uh, I, I'm getting enjoyment from it. But point is this. His new show, dude, It's you got to see it. It's genius. 
It's great. You know, I, I guess uh, it's where great. people get offended is like, oh, well, he taught he embarrassed like, uh, you know, right wing no, politicians or he embarrassed yeah. left wing politicians or his politics. And I, I, that, that part doesn't bother me. I just I just. I, I wasn't aware that it was actually on. I knew he was doing something because I saw, yeah. you know, all For the people that get offended. But don't don't dig into that dummies making fun of my side bullshit. That's yeah. not who cares. Yeah. I don't the, the fact that he, he has to go so deep into makeup and characters now because everybody will know it's right. him. So at this point, because Borat and people like me are still doing impersonations, it's, he has to dude. He's got to put tons of makeup on. He's got one character as an Israeli soldier that's always just like that's an easy one for him to pull off, dude. Super easy, super. <laughs> yeah. But but he's like bulked up and like got a big chin and he's got like a unibrow, and he's always talking about like the terrorist, like they can't say terrorist, uh, and so that's why people got upset because he did a thing about gun safety, and so of course he got gun nuts or super far right wing people to look silly. Hmm. But dude, it's like. Yes, he's leading them to it, and it's, it's, it's trickery involved. But, but they could slam the door shut if they weren't stupid. The smart people, like, okay, I don't ever call Trump smart, but, like, he tried to get Trump once when he was doing his allergy thing, mm-hmm. and Trump, like, 30 seconds in the interview was like, this is dumb, I'm getting on here, and he left. <laughs> right. So, in, in you know, right. and and to to be truthful to him, Trump saw, like, this is this is weak dude i'm i'm leaving <laughs> right so the people i that, liked i i like to be the one that likes to uh humiliate yeah, and, uh, if anyone's gonna say something dumb it's gonna be me <laughs> so um some of these people yeah they were trained but i i like to think that if you're an elected politician and he goes hey say this and the line is so absurd i like to think you'd go like i'm just not gonna yell the n-word with my pants down right. it just seems even out of context it'll look bad especially out of context it'll look bad uh but these people do it anyway so i will it's on hbo it's on Showtime. Okay, but dude, you just gotta watch it. It's so good, and and it's not just like right wing that he, he's he's got a character that's supposed to be like on uh like an NPR guy. Mm. He's a self hating, a self hating cisgender white male, dude. He he nails it. He's got like sandals, like a beaded necklace, a ponytail, and all he talks about is like he's got he's got kids that. He's not. He, they can't be sure what gender they are, so he makes them pee sitting down. And he's got like potty cams to make sure that they're. Dude, it's this, so over the top. All right, it's all right. so great. I I must have watched the last episode like like several times to, because it's the first time you're just cringing, going, "Oh, it's so uncomfortable." Second time you're laughing. Third time you're catching stuff you missed. So is there like twelve episodes or eight episodes? Uh, I don't know what kind of packages Showtime does, but. Uh, there's three so far, probably ten to twelve, right? Who does less than ten, right? I think you. I think it's like six and then twelve oh. and then twenty four. It's like a full season, maybe like twenty four. Somebody's obviously gonna pop on here, and be like, "You guys have no idea what you're talking." No, about. I don't know. I just normally I thought most people go to ten, regardless of what it is. But I, that's I'm just throwing stuff at the no, wall. But mine goes to eleven. Turn up to eleven, but if you did, you got to watch it. You All right, got to. let the, me know what you think. Let me close out on this. So I, I went the other close day. Close out? Is it that time? Yeah, it's that time. Holy I, moly! I went to. Um, I got up at like six six in the morning and drove to Crown Point and met with my friend Adam at his house. Uh, he he lives like in the area of like two thirty one and sixty five, hmm. and then we rode like nine. We rode to the square, up hills, down on our bikes. And because he was what? like, I'm a bike, well, I'm a bike, bike guy too. Let's do some bike riding. So I'm like, let's do it. Let's let's even get crazy because we were out the night before drinking. Let's get up at six in the morning and let's get let's let's Saturday. Let's have our whole uh, no Sunday morning because we went out Saturday as well. What you guys are not two nights? In a yeah, row? dang. So so he was like, let's get up and get this done and be back at our houses before our family even wakes up. Like that's that's you know then we have the whole day. So we did. We we went all the way to the square. Went around the square. Went back to the to the. Um, the fairgrounds went. We're going to Steam Whistle. It wasn't open yet. We had like 40 minutes to burn, so we went back. We went all the way back to the square to sip, and uh, we sat there and had coffee. It's super early in the morning, and then we went back to his house. But the reason I nice. tell this story is, um, still doing the biking thing. But uh, as I was back, we had a great time. And it was awesome. And as I was backing down his driveway, I ran over to the mailbox with my car. <laughs> so uh, really? he came. Dude, he, he was like looking at me, like, "What? Why'd you stop?" And I'm like, "Uh." And I'm, you know, his mailbox is uprooted. The glass, <laughs> you know, the concrete that was on the bottom, like tore his whole grass up, like in that whole area. And I'm like, "Oh, I feel terrible." And uh, then he was like, "You know what, dude? That mailbox has been hit because his driveway sort of moves like a snake. 
and it gets in your blind spot. Like it doesn't, it's not a straight driveway. It's sort of curved. So you're, you're, uh, I guess naturally you're, you, you are used to backing down straight driveways. Most people, I don't even, you know, when you're backing down driveway, you maybe tend to not use your mirror except to look for people. Do you have a backup cam in your car? Yeah, but I'm not looking at it. I was rocking out. Or you have a backup cam and you yeah, still, still ran over? Yeah. My backup cam didn't pick it up because I didn't see it till the last minute when I swerved to the right and completely uprooted it. Dang. So uh, then he came out and he was like, I felt so bad. I did one of those things where like I immediately was like, well, dude, honestly, you probably should put your mailbox on the other side of the driveway. I mean, yeah. clearly it's been hit 11 times. I mean, if I had been the first person to hit it, I would say that it's my fault. But could we at least say it's technically both of our faults because you're poor placement? Yeah. Um, You're not on an island on your own. But he was a good sport. But I'll tell you what, he took a page out of my book. He was like, listen, you don't owe me anything. I'll fix it. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but I need to take a picture of you standing next to it like a complete ass. Love it. So he made me Love take a, he it. made me take a picture of it and then he sent it to <laughs> my wife. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that is, and I, awesome. I put it up on my uh, my Instagram so you could go see it uh, because I was like, you know what, kudos to you because I would have probably lost my mind. I mean, if it if it was one of my friends like him that did it. I probably wouldn't have said anything at the time, but once he left, I'd be like, son of a bitch, which he may have done to me, but he, he acted, yeah. he's, he's super laid back. But I like that. He's like, it's, it's, the opportunity is far more rare for me oh, to humiliate sure. you publicly. He's like, listen, basically all I'm talking about is digging a hole and dropping this thing back in. It's not like you, you know, you didn't so run through my garage wooden, or Just a, like a four by four post? Yeah, but I, mean, have, like, I, uprooted the, I uprooted this. No, no, no. So it was just a four by four okay. post in grass, but cemented down. Yeah. But yeah, then he, I mean, he, he was doing everything he could to make me feel better about how stupid I am. And then I was just like make, doing everything in my power to be like, listen, it's part my fault, part your fault, part your wife's fault. I mean, part yeah. the builder's fault. So really, I mean, I'm yeah. only down to like a quarter at fault here. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm, he was yeah, just I'm, like, Hey, listen, you put all that shit right in the rear view mirror. I'm taking a picture of you standing there holding my mailbox. First and foremost, let's humiliate you. So then I, I called him a half hour later. I was like, dude, I could send Chaz over right now with a bag of a quick crete. And he's like, absolutely not. I'm handling it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So it'll be done by Sunday. Um, who knows what this next week's going to be? Uh, what, what's going to happen? Who the, the world is my oyster. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're out there just. Just I'm thinking picking, about starting you're a picking band. Flowers I, I truly, I'm, I'm thinking about getting out there. You're you're done. It's my time to shine. Yeah, I, I want to be like that. What's that Mark Wahlberg movie, a rock star, where I step in and you're out? That's yeah. You know, I'd I have like a great T-shirt as well. What you're capable of? I'd like to see it. Well, you had the chance. I was in and the audience we'll come and out, ready to play. We'll and nobody, come out nobody to see... tapped me. I saw Kojak walk right past me. I was like, all right, let's, okay, it's Kojak. I will say this though, Kojak. Like nobody's playing Hell's for Children just yet. Kojak uh, is a giant. Yeah, he's a big fella, dude. Right? I didn't realize it because I've only seen pictures of his head yeah. floating around. Like I yeah. didn't realize him. Per- and he was probably like, just hearing how how badass I am and the stories I, I tell. Him. He probably thought it. I was as big as him. And he's I think like, dude, I, yeah, what, I'm what? used to it now. But I remember the first time I was like, oh, you're a big fucker. Okay, <laughs> just like like uh, Nate Thompson when I met when I saw him the first time. I was like, yeah. this dude's huge. He was twenty feet behind me, behind a fence where the <laughs> it was where like the, Al from like uh, where the commoners are. Yeah. Like, he had to stay behind the commoner fence. I wasn't VIP. I don't like to talk about it, but I'll talk about it now because you guys are uh, cool. But uh, he looked, he made the fence look really small at the time. I feel like it, it's part of a like, social contract. Back? If we are friends, we, people need to put their physical stats on Twitter or on their social <laughs> media just so no one's surprised. Because, like, yeah. th- this is one thing I'll say about Gabe, and I'm sure now that we're talking about it on the podcast, maybe, I'm, maybe it'll still remain the same. But it's a perfect example, as I was explaining to somebody the other day, I've seen, I've talked to him on social media. I've interacted with him, and a lot of other people were this way until somebody finally makes that step. Uh, it's weird because, especially with a podcast, we I air pretty much everything. My business is out there, yeah. you know, so people know a lot about me and they feel comfortable. Yeah, same, with, with what same, I put out there. Yeah. But then they don't. I don't have the same from them. No. Yeah. So I just see you, and I'm like, oh, I know that chick, or I know that guy uh, from from being on Instagram. And uh, there's just no other context. And we've talked back and forth and we've like, we've thumbs up or retweeted like, something. Like uh, we went out for Hazlitt's birthday that one time in, in the Crown Point Square when he, when that, when that, uh, when that volunteer policeman dumped Hazlitt's beer out and was like, get the, get the heck out of here. Well, uh, Hilema, Hilema, Hilema showed up and uh, I was like, who's this dude walking up all crazy with his orange shoes or whatever. 
And like, and then Hazard was like, no, no, that's so-and-so. That's the other guy. And I go, oh, well, you should yeah, you got to put like your specs. Yeah. Because his profile is like a picture of like the dude from Jaws or something. Maybe we need to alter our, our social media to reflect uh, our current stats. Maybe like every like 10 tweets, just be like, oh, reminder, I'm 6'3", or whatever. Like if you are, <laughs> just like let us, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Or like if you have a certain scent that you put out or something like mm, that. Like a pheromone flavor, a fruity note up front. Hopefully. <laughs> On the back end. <laughs> That's episode 185 of the Hey My Man podcast. We'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>